previously on Age of Legends Downfall. Elle was able to regain her composure with the help of Red, and they made their way out of the research facility. On their way out, Red attempted to offer some words of reassurance to the receptionist of the research center, but was caught in a lie while doing so. The duo left the facility and immediately felt as though they were being watched again, and took time shaking their tail before returning to the glowing orb inn. While recovering, Majin guards arrived at the end to perform a search, but Harold was able to warn Elle and Red in time for them to make a silent escape out back while he distracted the guards. Elle attempted to form the weaves of a portal, but was unable to complete the weave initially. After getting out of the city, Elle was finally able to make a portal home, where this set of eyes on their backs was felt anew. So, you step through into Parendison after your wild and crazy adventure in Majin. Uh, you have the relic with you, and you have made the decision between the two of you that you are going to check in with Mistress first. Uh, however, Red has said that he is here to make sure in the end this relic goes to A so he can complete his mission. Uh, you do feel those eyes on you stronger than ever, and you are being watched yet again now that you're back in your home city, L. Uh, and I will turn it over to you. What do you do? Do you feel that? I mean, we both feel it, right? We've been talking about this ever since we set out here. I just didn't think that they could follow us this quickly. Uh, who is this? Like, what do, you, what do you think? Like, you've got probably a better understanding of this than I do. I had a bad feeling about A. I don't know if it's her. I don't know if there's somebody working through her, controlling her. She wouldn't do this on her own. She wouldn't do what? You've been very vague about this whole thing. You don't know A. She's powerful. She's where she is because she's worked hard. And she deserves everything that she's gotten. But she's not someone to do things secretly. She's not someone who tells lies. As you're saying these words, they're really sinking into you that you've not really said this out loud before. You know this about your sister, and it's probably what makes you resent her so much. Um, but it is definitely impacting you that you have to defend her and you almost feel a little bit guilty of the way that you've treated her in the past, given that everything that you have just said is true. She's not one to lie. She doesn't do things where you have to lie to people and trick them. And she especially doesn't do secrets that harm others. So for her to tell us to go secretly steal a relic that actually is way more powerful than she let it on to be, that's just not her. Well, if it's not her, then who is it? I don't know. And if they are powerful enough to somehow compel someone as powerful as A, that is really disturbing. Could it be Mistress? No. Mistress would not be behind this. All right, well... Sorry for bringing that up. I mean, if it was her, why would she tell A to tell us one thing and then tell me something completely different? It just doesn't make any sense. Okay, that's a simple no. Again, would have been fine. I'm sorry that I made a dumb suggestion. So as you're having this conversation, you're riding like closer and closer to the city. And I imagine your voices are going like lower and lower. Like, I'm sorry, I made a dumb suggestion. 
Yeah. I will turn this horse around right now. <laughs> Do you want to go back to the research center? I'll go back to the research center. I'll go back to Majid right goddamn now. Well, I already closed the portal, so you can ride your ass back there. <laughs> I say we get into the city, we very quickly get to the Hall of Servants secretly and make sure there's no big announcements or anything like that. We find Mistress and give this relic to her. And then, hopefully, she'll have a plan. Because I don't really have a plan after that. Uh, here's a crazy idea. Let's not go back to the Hall of Servants um, because I'm only going there once more and that's when we're dropping this off with your sister and then I'm done and then I'm going. Why don't we uh, contact your patron to meet us somewhere else? Let's have her uh, meet us on like some neutral territory and um, go from there. That's, I think, fair. Uh, if I can have only one request in this whole thing that I really have no control over, which is seeing Mistress. I mean, that's not a bad idea. Where do you propose? I don't fucking care anywhere. I just don't want to go to the Hall of Servants right now. I mean, we can go to a tavern. I could use a beer. They have plenty of those. Uh, I mean, well, if you want to go to a tavern, there's only one to go to in all apparent descent if you actually want the best beer. Just saying. I don't give a fuck about the best beer. I just want a Of course beer. you want the best beer. I don't want the best beer. This is like you asking about business and gravy. What a dumb question that was. It's called Porman Jacks. <sighs> Porman Jacks does do a good scotch egg, as far as I've been told. So, that might not be a bad idea. All right, let's go. All right, so Porman Jacks is uh, actually just right down the street. Uh, it's sort of this place that people from the Hall of Servants and uh, folks who are either channelers or folks that work there as janitors, doesn't even matter. They can all go to Porman Jacks and just have some solid wings, watch a couple of football games on the TV, have some delicious ultimate nachos, and have like six or seven really good beers uh, and then a bunch of really, really bad ones. Yeah. So. You all head that way, and it is fairly uneventful. You do see people sort of filtering in. This is one of the larger places that you've seen. I think there's actually a couple hours before sunset. The sun is still pretty heavy on the horizon, um, but you definitely waste away a lot of the day sort of zigzagging through, taking your nap, getting out of Majin, and now you're, you have some daylight left. So uh, when you go in, you'll have some time before darkness sort of settles. Uh, and I'll let you guys take it from there. You're going to go in, and uh, I, I hear that you're going to get some beers. They probably know me here, though, is the problem, I think. Because, like, clearly I come here a lot. But do they know you with a hat? Mm, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to, I'm I'm going to, like, you know, we're going to stable our horses. And I'm going to poke Red in front of me. He's like, you're, you're going to have to get tables in order because they know me. Tug the hat down again. All right. So you stand in line. Uh, you just wait to sort of get tables. It's just, it goes exactly how going to a BW3s on a really crowded night goes. You notice that there is a wide selection of beer, and before you know it, uh, you're both sitting at a table. Uh, ironically, L, this is a table that you've sat at before, so you don't know if that's coincidence or if they've noticed you, but you've kept your head down pretty well. Is there a pretty big L scratched in the table? Is that why you, you, we know that she's been there before? L was here. <laughs> yeah. It's got like her name, her initials with like some random person that she was in a relationship when she was like 15 with like a little heart around. <laughs> On the wall, A sucks has been carved in there very drunken and angrily. So you know that this is like her booth. And the first S in the word sucks ha is that classic 
three line S. <laughs> the nineties <that>, S. Yeah. <laughs> actually, what happens is uh, this place is so warm uh, that the windows are actually kind of like fogged up a little bit. Um, as you're sitting down, L, I'm just totally taking this. Uh, you actually draw the the S that we all drew when we were in school, and that is the symbol to summon mistress. Mm. So now that it is on the window, it's like the X that Mulder would put on with tape <laughs> to let the smoking man know he needed to talk to him. Uh, so that is there, and uh, you guys are just sitting back, and they bring you whatever beer you request. Do you think that there are kids that are too young to have done this to oh, understand 100%. what we're talking about? If you don't billion, know the S we're talking percent. about, just Google... Does it have a name? No, it was just... At least I don't think so. I think it was just called a 90s S. Yeah, just Google that. It's like a specific way of drawing a bunch of straight lines and a bunch of diagonal lines, and it's an S. It's, it's like called Skechers. the Cool S, also known as the Stussy S, Super the, S, Superman I've heard S. Stussy. That's where I've heard it before. It's nothing like Superman. What is Stussy? There's a whole uh, Wikipedia article. Hold on. What's the word Stussy mean? Is an American clothing brand and private company started in the early 1980s by Sean Stussy. There's an umlaut over it. Is it Stussy? Oh, it is Stussy. You're right. Stussy. Stussy. It benefited from the surfwear trend originating in Orange County, California. Oh, wow. So, Faye, you really should know this very well, then. I mean, I'm sure people wore this when I was in school, but I definitely know about the S. Do you think that the same kids who didn't know what the S was that we're talking about know what an umlaut is? <laughs> I would hope so, but probably not. Elle is also putting away an extraordinary amount of chicken wings that you would not expect somebody of her size to be able to put away. Mm -hmm. Red ordered a scotch egg or an order of scotch eggs. I'm assuming there would be no more than two. Um, and he eats one. And he's okay with it. <laughs> okay. Good to know. Red has self-control and Elle has a black hole in her stomach. Uh, so I'm going to use this, L, as you're eating these chicken wings and you're just sort of really getting in there, just forgetting yourself, forgetting the stresses of the day, the last few days. For the first time in this campaign, you sort of blow off some steam. It's not, oh my God, I had a good meal. Oh my God, someone was kind to me. Oh my God, someone was hitting on me. This is just the first time where you just kind of feel at home. Like, this is kind of like what you've been pushing towards, Red. You know, hard days are to come, but when you're done with it, you can sort of kick back and relax. In the back of your head, though, you know your task isn't complete. And L... You're, you're enjoying yourself, but you're definitely trying to keep a low profile. Um, you keep sort of glancing out the window, and after, you know, probably 10, 20 minutes after you guys get your beer passes, uh, you see across the road in an alley between pretty tall buildings uh, is a very tall individual in a robe who you recognize almost certainly as mistress. And she's just looking at you expectantly, uh, waiting for you to come out and meet her. The hat kind of falls off your head. It lands nicely next to you on the booth that's a little bit too cushy to be comfortable and definitely has cracked leather everywhere. Um, and you think to yourself as it lands there, like, oh, cool, good, it didn't fall on the ground. As soon as it sort of lands there, uh, you hear someone go, L? <laughs> oh, my God, L. Oh, L Sadai, excuse me. And uh, a few of the folks that you've met when you've been here before and a couple of novices come over to just sort of interact with you and they just seem to like kind of glance at red and just be like that's odd but let's just talk to the newly raised Ace die when red hears them say elsa die he snorts in his beer as he's drinking it just kind of like they're like uh what's with the old dude uh just came back you know uh he and i had to finish a mission interesting Ace die jerry care stuff i like it 
And they kind of like look over to Red like, you're being taken care of by the nicest Ace to die that ever lived. He does not care for these kids at all. He does not give a shit. Your passive <laughs> perception, they are fucking blasted. In oh, fact, roll, okay. roll perception checks, and I, I want to toss out one thing here depending on how high you guys get. In fact, um, because you know them, L, roll with advantage. Okay. I didn't I didn't track that at all. I thought they were being smart asses and picking on her. Uh, <laughs> so I'm glad that you said that they're drunk. Uh, I rolled a 16 for uh, my perception. Okay. Same, 16. All right, you both notice uh, amongst this group, let's say there's like six people here. There are uh, four gentlemen uh, and two ladies here. The two ladies are the novices. Um, and the gentlemen are just blasted. Uh, one of the girls, her cheeks are very red. She seems to be smiling a lot. And there's another one that seems to be kind of a Debbie Downer. She's not having a good time. She's not talking as much. She was definitely very happy to see you. Um, but as the conversation shifted to kind of the more... Uh, jovial, drunken ridiculousness. She's just sort of like started to like get really quiet. It's almost like she's embarrassed of her friends. Uh, so, so listen, what are, what are you all uh, doing out here tonight? Well, you know, we're just here to to hang out and sort of get rid of the stress of the day. We keep telling that these beautiful ladies are going to become accepted soon. Now that you're ace to die, you can pull some strings. And you know, so we're just living it, loving life, I love life, I live it, love it, rock it. Oh my god, I love the song. The song's about me, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, hey, listen, I'm going to order you some garlic breads. She's like trying to sober them up a little bit. Um, but we still, we have, we have some important things that we still have to do. Still technically on the mission. In this moment, the windows sort of flash, even though it's a very clear night uh, that's starting to descend upon the town. And you hear thunder sort of shake the room. And they don't seem to really notice aside from the fact that the whole restaurant slash bar uh, shook. Uh, however, L, you distinctly know that this is Mistress outside, uh, letting you know to come outside. I'm gonna look out the window and give a real big shit-eating grin, a thumbs up. Like, here we go. <laughs> so, you've had a lot of feelings of being watched. You feel like even though whatever figure is in that robe and they seem to be perfectly placid, that they are mentally flipping you the fuck off right now. <laughs> excuse us uh, and I'm gonna call the barmaid over you know what um, go ahead and put their tab on on ours uh, on me I'll come and pay that in just a bit but make sure that uh, they get some garlic bread and she's I'll like she out. knows code she knows garlic bread is sober them up so she says alright why, why don't you guys just take the booth I mean you've just been walking around yelling at people for the last hour anyways and they just like <laughs> cram six people into a four person booth as soon as you guys stand up uh, I grab the hat, put it on, All pull right. it over my head, and head out towards Mistress. Uh, you depart, uh, and as you're walking across the road, uh, you realize that there's still a decent amount of sun out. There are no clouds. It is a relatively beautiful day, so that was definitely Mistress summoning you. Um, and she is in the dark of an alley, just sort of waiting for you there. She's sort of adjusted now that she realizes new people are sitting at this booth uh, so that you guys can converse in private, and she waits for you to cross to her. Um, and when you reach her, she sort of looks at you. And uh, are you looking at her dead on or are you looking at her through the hat? Through the hat. Which filter do you have on? Uh, I'm going to have on the, like, good evil. So as you look at her through the good evil filter, there is no aura around her. So you get the sense that she must be neutral of some sorts, which, based off of your time with her, seems about right. Yeah, seems about right. It's my aura, too. She uh, reaches over to you very, very slowly uh, and takes the hat off your head. 
And uh, you feel her channel just a little bit. And she says, is this it? No. This is something else. We actually got a couple relics, but I think that we have what you actually asked for. Oh, and this is red. Greetings, Redding to Terran. It is a pleasure to officially meet you. How does uh, everybody know me? How do all you guys know me? Anyone who is risking their life for me will be known to me. And then she hands the hat out to whichever one of you wants to take it. He actually, uh, that was a solid ass answer. And he's actually, he does that kind of like, okay, I can get on board with that. <laughs> that like definitely flipped his opinion about her by a lot. I'm going to take the hat, but I'm not going to put it back on. Um, and I'm going to say, Mistress, before I give this to you, what are you going to do with it? I am going to make sure this will never fall into the wrong hands, even if that means being buried in the deepest canyon or tossed into the deepest ocean. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on a second here. Uh... That can't happen just yet because I was at least sent out by Elena Sedai to retrieve this thing. Elle told me about you and she said you're interested and I agreed that we would talk to you about this and show this to you. But that has to go to Elena Sedai. That's part of my responsibility here. She looks at you and you can just barely see her eyes through her hood. It's, it's almost as if she's using the power to sort of conceal what she looks like. And she says, I sincerely understand your concern, but while I can't tell you who I am, one of the things you should know about me is that since you have brought this to me, I will certainly be able to make sure that your original request is honored, regardless if this goes to Elena Sedai. Uh, I'm going to roll an insight on that, and it's not great. It's a nine. Uh, you sincerely believe with a nine that she is absolutely telling you the truth. So she's either genuine or a really good liar. Um, I'm going to look to Elle and go, what, what are you doing here, man? Like, is, the, are you, is she for real? Is she going to take care of this uh, the way that we want to, as you know that I've needed us to? I'm going to reach into the bag and take out the lens of truth. She sees it and she says, such a tiny thing to be so important. Uh, and she holds her hand out. Red, you notice this? She holds her hand out and she distinctly does not take it from you. She is giving you the choice to place it in her hand or put it back in your pouch. What are we going to do about A after I give this to you? I do not know what is happening with your sister, but I can tell you that anyone who is having problems should not be in charge of taking care of something like this. And I do understand your concerns, Redding, and I can make sure that you are taken care of as well. In fact, if you do give this to me, I will make sure that you receive your provisions and your orders to return back to House Dagon tonight. Is that what you wanted? Uh, yeah, I don't want to deal with you guys any longer than I need to. Uh, and the only reason that I was, and the only reason I was adamant about getting it back to A... Uh, was so that I could get what I wanted to do in the first place, which was uh, fulfill a request for the house. That's why I'm, I'm on the clock, guys. I'm working. This is my job. Mistress nods her head and she says to you, and you trust her to make this decision. Trust L? Yes. She's, uh, she's proven to be... Discreet? Mm, that's not... <laughs> Um, L has proven to be 
trustworthy and honorable. So I know she'll do the right thing. Also, if Mistress saying that you can clear this up with A, that's fine by me. That's me punching out at that point. One last question. Do you know who's following us? I would imagine a great many people are following you. And in this moment, you realize you don't feel anyone watching you right now. So I think with this, she kind of moves her hand forward and you see this like moment where she hesitates, but then drops the lens of truth into Mistress's hand. You, 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 you've earned it. You've earned it. <laughs> so uh, Mistress kind of turns it over in her palm and uh, you can sense that she's channeling just a slight amount uh, and you can see that she's delving. She's just trying to see like what's going on with it. And she says, I imagine this will take a great deal of research if anyone were to use it properly. And I hope that we have retrieved it in time for it not to have revealed too many of its secrets to Aval. And she looks over at you, Red, and she says, I appreciate you trusting this young Ace to die. And Al, you will outshine your sister in so many ways if you can make a believer out of Redding due to Ron. Oh my God. <laughs> and then she uh, tucks it away in her robe and she says, um, she doesn't say um, she's too sophisticated for ums and verbal pauses. She says, meet me in the stable yards at the Hall of Servants in one hour. Uh, for what? I, I'm saying, like, is this to... Like, what to is complete it? your quest. We can do that. And after this is taken care of, we will investigate what is happening with your sister. And then she yells, smoke bomb, and runs away super fast. Like, not sneakily. Like, she's like a sprinter, and it's really, really hard with the robe she has on. Um, but she she's like, like parkouring off the walls and shit. So she just, yeah, she holds up a blanket and drops it and she's not there anymore. I, I put my arm around L and I go, you see that? That's discretion. <laughs> yeah. And I learned from the best. <laughs> it all makes sense now. Uh, you go back in and uh, you sort of just approach the bar. You're starting to, you know, get the sense that they're uh, like racking up your tab. They come over and say like, you want anything before you close out? Uh, you tell him like you want some roadies. The six people cramming into the four-person booth are like, Rude sodas! <laughs> and they're just like waving at you. And uh, the waitress comes back and, you know, she's told you like, Hey, we'll, we'll put this on your tab. Elsa die. Uh, and then she hands you like six beers for the road, which is just way too many. Uh, but she's just like, Hey, you're an ace to die now. You can do whatever the fuck you want, right? Yeah. Red is going to loudly go, Let's hear it for Elsa Die around on the house for everyone. Oh my God. You just said around the house for everyone. Yep. Yeah. The entire bar goes fucking nuts. And Elle's like, remember what we said about discretion? You, you don't know what it is. It doesn't matter. And he's going to take the six beers and walk out the door. Yeah. It's uh, very clear at this point that those beers were just for red too. You're not going to get one of them. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Elle is going to like, she's not going to be drinking on the ride back. And I think in kind of a flip here, I think Elle is going to be the one that's a little bit more serious because she's considering how she's going to face A, basically lying to her that she did not bring back the lens of truth. So you uh, 
head to your horses and you can consider that on your uh, ride towards the stables. So, I, I mean, I'm not going to drink six beers or anything like that, um, but uh, Red is going to... Shake him up and huck him at people. <laughs> no, he's going to flip him <laughs> upside down into campfires and have him explode like rockets. <laughs> that was me in real life. <laughs> you know, he'll have like one or two. These aren't cans. He has tankards, I'm assuming, or at least at, at worst, like... They're horned. steins. They're road Stein. sodas, dog. They mm-hmm. need to have a lid. But anyway, he's just... He's just in a much better mood. He's not like finger gunning as he's on his horse uh, with <laughs> with Edward Stein hands. Uh, he is just in a, good, a much better mood. Now knowing that he's gonna like get away from the Ace to die and get what he wants. I should have made those bros come over and duct tape those fucking Steins to your hands before you left. <laughs> Damn it. So now that you've essentially completed your quest, what's next? You know, here's the here's this is funny. Everybody uses big words like quest and uh, the adventure and did we go find the item? Like, what did we do? We uh, were told to go over here. We went there. We came back. Like, that's all it was. Quest. It wasn't a quest. Did I fulfill it? No. All I did is I came to this fucking hall of servants in the first place asking for resources and they said no. They don't give a shit. Fuck them all because I hate them anyway. They're the worst people to deal with. No offense, present company excluded. You weren't as bad as I thought you were going to be. But oh, thanks. Yeah, I mean, hey. High uh, praise from Red. Call him as I... Yeah, apparently everybody knows what the fuck I think and how I feel um, without me knowing. I've got like seven followers on Twitter, but apparently everybody knows. Long story short is... yeah. When you we, say long story short, you realize this has gone on for the entire <laughs> ride to the stables. <laughs> and fuck that guy, and fuck that guy, and fuck that guy. To, to sum it all up, I am happy that I get to go back full-handed to my employment, and we actually get to build back better. I hate you so much. Hey, at least they didn't say, like, make House Dagon great again or some no. fucking shit. No, yeah, yeah, that's that's much that better. One. Thank you. <laughs> so that's it then. Just fuck the Ace Sedai, go back to whatever you were doing before, completely leave Perrin Descend, never to come back. I mean, we're part of Perrin Descent. Like, Perrin Descent isn't just the Hall of Servants. It's synonymous with the rest of the world. Do you not get the problem here? You're a nice kid, but you're so young, and you're like, Perrin Descent, oh, it's the Ace to Die. That's us. That's all we are. It's not just fucking you guys. There's other people out there. That's the problem with you, Ace to Die. You have such a myopic outlook on everything. You think it's all centered about you and all about your abilities and what you can do. And if somebody doesn't doesn't fit your your proper mold or have anything worth of value you guys cast them away and they're what are they forced to do they're forced to figure out their own lives i'm still part of the parent descend biome over here but i don't have to deal with you guys directly anymore as you say that your horses have approached the stables you really took a go at ace to die one last time sort of revealed a little bit of your backstory in the process uh, and you notice as you're sort of like approaching the stables they seem to be like really full uh, there's several people that are loading wagons as you approach, um, and you're not exactly sure what the hell is going on, um, but you sort of get there, uh, and what looks to be a uh, accepted uh, approaches and holds up a scroll directly to you, uh, and she says, Red? Uh, yes, right here. Uh, I was told to inform you that you are going to have double the provisions originally requested, and the wagons will be ready to leave within the hour. Wonderful. And who's driving these? 
whoever you would like. And there's like several uh, folks that are like loading the wagon that you can tell are just part of this caravan that's going to follow you wherever you want them to go. Mm -hmm. I'd like to, uh, can you, can you send a message for me, please? Absolutely. Uh, number one, uh, hold these four beers and, uh, <laughs> shotguns one immediately. <laughs> uh, no, in all seriousness, I'm sending another, uh, message out to house Dagan that is uh, effectively saying mission uh, complete on the way home. Yes. Mission complete on the way home. Please meet, ha uh, start coming this way to meet halfway, uh, or meet on the road with, uh, with provisions in hand. And then, right. yeah, we'll, we'll get going. She bows her head to you. Um, and she sort of steps over to L and when she does her demeanor kind of changes. Um, and she, uh, says Elsa die and you recognize her as an accepted who, um, you don't really know too well. Um, uh, but you've seen her quite a bit. Uh, she's fairly quiet and she, she seems to be kind of a goody two shoes. Uh, she's one of the accepted that kind of scooted away from you at the beginning of the campaign when you sat down for the first time. Um, and she says, I don't know how to say this, and I might be sent to the Mistress of Novices for just saying this, but something is wrong with Elena Sedai. What's wrong with her? I don't know, but if anyone would notice, it's you. And she is not herself, and she needs someone's help. Uh, I think, you know, at this point, she's like hopped off her horse. And she didn't realize that she cared this much about her sister, but she is out of her saddle and running into the Hall of Servants. She stops you as you start to run, and uh, she says, she's not here. She's gone to Column Don, and Column Don is a university. It is the greatest university in the world, in fact. It is not in Perindison, which is where you would imagine it was since it's the greatest city. It's in a city called Vesain, but Column Don is basically the center of knowledge in the entire world where the greatest things are discovered and recovered from history. The way this accepted is saying this, it's almost as if she was telling you she was walking into battle and she seems to be trembling just from telling you this. She, she's very nervous because there are things that happen in the Hall of Servants that always sort of seem like a scheme. Um, and you're very aware of the nerves that are present when you tell the truth to someone who could come down on you pretty hard for it. So she's definitely going out of her way and putting herself at risk to mention this to you. Uh, I'm going to grip her hand and I'm going to say, who else is saying this? What are you asking? Uh, basically, like, who else is, like, kind of kind of knows about this that a yeah. is not acting like who all, who else is is like picked up on it not like yeah not like who, who i don't know talking through her. who else might have picked up on it except that and she like looks over her shoulders very carefully and she whispers under her breath anyone who's noticed is just trying to take advantage of it not trying to help you're not going to repeat this again she like nods like furiously and i think l kind of just gets back on her horse Red, I'm assuming, was like kind of recruiting some of like the uh, probably non Sedai who were loading up the uh, wagons and shit and just being like, you, 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 driver, 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 we're all going to go head out here really quick. Um, and he gets back to L uh, and is uh, heard. I, I think he was at least 
paying attention enough to know that that was not going well. You you definitely picked up enough to know that whatever was talked about was serious. And when you hear the way this is being said, and when you can kind of intuit that um, the message being delivered is one of a warning, the thing you pick up on the most is that this is probably the last time you'll ever see Elle. And where she's heading, she's going alone. Kid, you okay? I have to go find my sister. Yeah, but what's going on? Like, what? I don't know. She's it. She's at Column Don, and so that's where I'm going. What Everything is- that I told you about her—that I sensed that something was wrong. Something is wrong. And I'm glad that you were able to get your provisions, help your house. Um, so I guess this is where we say goodbye. Yep. See you later. Bye. <laughs> and the end. Yes. Yeah, we got it. We got more than what we wanted. Um, I mean, what the fuck is it going to matter if I'm with these guys anyway? I thought you didn't want anything to do with Sedai. I don't. I don't at all. Yep. Thanks for that reminder. I don't think I will. Uh, and he's <laughs> he's going to go back to the group of guys holding a, uh, saddling up the horses and the wagons and all that shit. And, you know, he's like, you guys ready to roll out? How much time do we need? Uh, they say uh, we're ready to go whenever you are. I'm just going to get them started on the road. Just like go because I'm riding a horse, like kind of satelliting around them anyway. I'm assuming like a cattle rancher. A uh, lot of a uh, lot of lot of farm Midwestern slash Western um, analogies that I've been throwing out. Cows, out yeah, cows. So yeah, he he sets the wagons off on the the street to get to the house Dagan properties, and um, you know is kind of like looking back at L. And what does he see? She just on her horse. I think Elle has like taken that moment to kind of just like watch as like Red starts to ride away, and she's trying to say like, you know what? I don't need him. He wants to go with his house, and he doesn't want anything to do with the Ace Die. But then she kind of has this thought of like, we actually worked really well together. Like, he was there when they were trying to fight like the man that was compelled, who was throwing the other lady, like uh, trying to throw her off a cliff. Darren. Um, Darren. And kind of thinks about how she, he essentially saved her life from the caster that was in, you know, in the Institute. Um, and kind of has this thought of, should I go and do this alone or do I actually need somebody? And then comes to the conclusion, you can't force him to. He hates Ace Sedai and turns her horse. So when you have this realization that you, you cannot force Red to be something he's not, despite the fact that he was trustworthy and brave. Uh, you turn your horse and you heel it towards the traveling grounds. And at, at this time of day with, you know, not a lot of daylight left, there's not a lot of people still in line to travel. Um, you wait sort of uh, patiently, as impatiently as you possibly can. Uh, if that makes any sense, you're on your horse trying to seem placid, very Ace Sedai looking. But uh, in your head, you're just going through everything that's happened so far and realizing none of it matters. What matters is taking care of what has ever happened to your sister. Um, and the next thing you know, uh, you're the next person, and uh, you can begin uh, weaving those threads uh, to Column Don. Uh, you've only been there a few times before in your life, but you know their traveling grounds well enough where you can make your way there. As Red Caesar go away, he he realizes that you know she's she's still just a kid. Um, she's a good fighter, but she's just a kid. He knows the wagons will get where they're supposed to go without knowing this is going to happen. He did send the message like, "Hey guys, come and meet this stuff over here so we can get it back home." So. He's not too worried about that, so he'll go goof off with an Ace to die for a little longer, I guess. 
So he kicks his horse a little harder than he normally would. And as he is galloping pretty quickly over to the portal, he yells, all right, hold on, hold on. And he fucking slams the last beer that he has on him. (laughs) Uh, And I I think as he kind of pulls up next to Elle, Elle kind of turns to him and she smiles and she goes, fucking Ace to die. Fuck. That was good. (laughs) And with that, the portal opens and you see some of the most amazing architecture you could ever imagine. Uh, It's something that could only have been crafted with the one power, even the ogre uh, and the tree folk would not have been able to create something as beautiful. But uh, you know just from your histories that they also helped construct this city to sort of weave the one power's beauty with the beauty of nature as well. Uh, You step through into the Kalimdan traveling grounds, uh, and it is a little bit lighter here. There is still a little bit left uh, of the sun, and the sky is illuminated uh, with colors. It's just like the most beautiful sunset you could ever imagine seeing. There's striations of clouds and different shades of uh, green and orange and red, and it it looks like the leaves on the trees uh, in fall when they're starting to change colors. And uh, you sort of heal your horses out from the traveling grounds, Uh, And you make your way to the center of this massive square uh, and you're surrounded by these really tall columns that sort of lead to different rooms uh, and everyone just seems to be traveling with purpose. Uh, And you look up and directly above you is a massive white sphere. And the sphere is called the Sharam. And you know this because it's very famous. Um, It literally floats above the city, and it's essentially the centerpiece to this crown jewel of civilization where these amazing experiments can be conducted and massive amounts of the one power can be wielded. Um, And it is hanging directly above you, as it does at all times in this city. Uh, And as you heal your way into the center of this square, uh, you sort of just take in the happenings that's going on around you. And rather than making you roll a perception, Something's happening right now. So there's sort of moments in time where everything just sort of gets quiet and you don't know why. And you just sort of pay attention in a way that you haven't before. It's uh, best described as the calm before the storm. And you look around and you see a bunch of things happening and nothing seems significant. And you're not exactly sure what's happening, but you both feel this uh, weight on your shoulders as if Regardless of what has happened before, nothing else seems to matter except that you're here right now and you don't know if this is right place, right time or wrong place, wrong time. Uh, And you hear some commotion up to your right and you look up and it appears that there was a man running uh, with a very distinct haircut and he has collided with two individuals in the hallway. Uh, And there is these large openings that just sort of look out onto the square that you're at and you can't really hear what this man is saying, uh, but you know him. Uh, as Ale, or Aeel, however you want to say it. Um, And he's sort of chatting with these people who are dressed in much finer clothing. Uh, And you don't know exactly where he's running to, but he seems like he's urgently trying to get away from them. Um, And in that moment, you can sort of sense his urgency and then everything changes. And I don't just mean now in this moment, I mean everything changes forever because something happens above you that you never could have expected in any way, shape, or form possible. You feel a wrongness here. Like something has happened that you can never interpret properly based off of 
your consciousness in this world. But you look up and that beautiful massive white sphere disintegrates before your eyes. And the air itself sort of gets this heavy feeling to it. And what looks like black cloth sort of floats through the air and is burning to a fire you can't see and disintegrates before it comes back and burns again. And you look up and you see the Sherem uh, sort of collapsing and standing there is a man you don't recognize. Uh, and L standing there is a woman you do recognize. And when you see her and this cataclysm is happening all around you, you forget yourself for just a moment and you look up and you say, Marin Sedai? And that is the true name of Mistress. And she sort of gently floats to the ground into the middle of the square in front of you. Uh, and as she does, uh, you still have the hat on, correct? She is surrounded by the darkest cloud of black you have ever seen. And you notice one other thing. Uh, across her forehead, she is wearing a diadem that has a crescent moon on her forehead. And the two points are connected by stars. And you don't know why you were not able to remember this before, but that is something she began wearing a long time ago, right around when you first met her. Uh, so Elle looks at her um, and just tries to think about what she has done to cause this potentially. And she kind of confused looks at her and, and says, Marin Sedai? And she looks back at you and she has this look of hatred in her eyes like you have never seen before. And she says to you, my name is Lanfear. campaign Age of Legends Downfall is played by Faye Kai, Garrett Schultz, and DM'd by Adam Diaz. For more information about us, Twats of Twats, or other awesome work we do that is unrelated to The Wheel of Time, head to the Wheel of Time show about the Wheel of Time show.com for bios and our social media handles. According to Hasbro, the longest ever game of Monopoly lasted for 70 days. I don't know if this is according to Hasbro, but another game of Monopoly lasted 50 days, was played underwater.